Hello everybody and welcome. Welcome to the first episode of Lucy's Hypno Happy Hour. In part one, we will be answering a listener's question and then there'll be a short intermission of about 14 seconds, hopefully enough time for you to find where you're going to sit or lie down for part two, which is a bit of a hypno journey somewhere, normally between 10 and 15 minutes. So that's it. Uh, there is a uh, some advice here. Don't be driving while you listen to part two. Don't be operating heavy machinery. That could mean the coffee maker, a sewing machine, or perhaps a combine harvester. But either way, just relax for part two. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started. And you will hear a couple of seconds before we hear from Penny because this is episode one and she had to record it in a bit of a roundabout way to get it onto the podcast but from now on you can actually simply access a voicemail message that you can leave whilst you listen to the podcast. Thanks everybody. Hi Lucy, I'm trying to figure out where to start in my journey and I'm wondering if you can give me any clues. Hmm. Well, that is a good question to start the show off. Where do you begin? Where do I begin to tell the story of it? No, not that one. But where do you start on your journey? Now, I assume Penny is actually um, talking about the journey of becoming who we are. Hmm? Where do we start? Well, there isn't any real time frame. It's really when you're ready to wake up. And I think life is a process of allowing. Life is is like waking up from a dream, isn't it? I mean, you know, you come from a family that will teach you how to be and also teach you how not to be. And we're under a form of hypnosis, aren't we? We think this is how everybody does Christmas or everybody's mother does anger in that way and everybody's father changes sadness into contempt or Whatever we see out there, we then assume that that is the normal. There is no normal, as we know, and that everybody is a little bit insane. And once we get that, we're kind of free to be ourselves. So we, we grow up with this sense of everybody's the same. And then, of course, when we go into the big wide world, which is normally kindergarten, I suppose, um, from that age up, that's when we discover that actually other people do things differently. And that's when we may start to notice what we have versus what other people have. And for anyone who's ever had a child, of <laughs> if you've ever mothered a child, you will know the sentence, why can't you be like everybody else's mum? I used to get that all the time. Why can't you be like everybody else's mum? Nobody else's mum sees dead people. I said, well, hard cheese, poor them. Anyway, so um, so I think it is a process. There's all these little wake-up calls. There's all these little moments. I mean, your life has been weaved together through millions of tiny little bits of a puzzle that you keep creating. So 
you don't know what has led to the wake up. It's really just a moment by moment discovery, isn't it? And there will be Kennedy moments for those who are my age or Princess Diana moments of her death or perhaps there are future moments when the world stops still because there's been a big thing that's happened and you remember exactly where you were and what you were doing, who you were with. We remember it's frozen in time and I think we have a series of these little moments that have been filed that have been turning points and we didn't realise at the time that they were turning points but they are. When I think about my life, I, I can still remember how immediately angry I felt stomping down a country lane at the age of nine with this realisation that all the adults around me were dishonest. No one was telling me the truth. And I remember feeling outrage at this, that suddenly my world had been shattered. People I love lied. And that was a big one for me. So that would be one. And of course, some of these wake up calls start to build values. Values are a whole lot uh, different to beliefs. Beliefs, ah, well, anyone can have a belief. Lovely. Belief is like an old comfy chair, isn't it? It'll suddenly change as soon as you're open to personal experience and something else happens. And then you might believe something else. You may have a judgment. And uh, I believe you know, we, we do have judgments and then life will ensure that you live on the other side of that judgment. So beliefs, well, beliefs are nothing impressive at all. It's values that will help you find out who you are going to be. So also some of these little moments will contribute to the building of values. So for me, honesty would have come from one of those moments like that nine-year-old moment. There's another one I can think of. When I'm driving, I've finished a night shift, it's raining, I'm driving down an empty city road and the lights go red. And I can see the windscreen wipers and the rain and I'm alone in the car, sitting at a, a red light on an empty road, obediently, and I am suddenly angry and often anger changes things and I notice anger for me was really the fuel I needed to push myself from one complacent hypnotic situation in which I actually wasn't very happy into something that would be uncomfortable and scary but in fact I might find myself. So anger for me has always been a really good thing. Um, so there I was sitting at the traffic lights deeply unhappy I was married, um, I had children, and I, I just felt hollow. I felt lonely, and I think there's nothing lonely in the being lonely in a relationship. Don't you agree? And I realized that I had had enough, and that I didn't like who I was becoming. I was becoming bitter and resentful and bossy and controlling and tight and rigid and tense and unpleasant to be around. My face was often turned down in a hard, disappointed mouth. Um, and I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to be like that. So at that point, things began to shift. So I think it 
look back and have a look at the little moments where you actually made decisions based on a wake-up call, a wake-up call. So that would be one of the steps. Notice the wake-up calls because all of these will help you realize who you truly are, not what you want to be, but who you are. Yeah? Another way, I think, is to discover your passion, to really go back and think about what really made me excited about life. For me, that happened early in childhood. Um, I do the work I do because of the connections I had as a little girl, and I love my writing. I began that then. So I think to make sure that you grasp hold of a dream or find it again, because through creativity, through peace, through lightness, we do find ourselves. So they would be steps. So it's when you feel as if you've had enough, that will often be a major step, the sense of satisfaction, the need for something different. Um, and it, it's almost as if you have to let it build up until your need is greater than your fear. Yeah. Sometimes I notice in my work that people, uh, people have way too much fear in their lives way too much and I've often said just treat it like dark chocolate maybe five to ten minutes a week that's about it <laughs> just like victim only being your two-year-old toddler um, and sing that song what about me it isn't fair I've had enough now I want my share um, only give yourself about five minutes of that a week you don't want to live there. You don't want to live there because, of course, whatever intensity you have within you will attract something like that towards you. It's called sympathetic resonance, you know. So to discover your real self, you have to be quiet or you have to find time to notice what's coming up in you, to really tune in. And it doesn't mean you've got to go and join a meditation class. You just got to become aware of what your body's saying, what your mind is saying, what your heart's saying, what your soul is saying. I spent a number of years with a narcissist. There's a great example. My body went into so much conversation about this. And for the first time in my life, I started to get aches and injuries and pain in different areas of my body. And I knew exactly what my body was saying. Exactly. Um, and it was getting old before its time, you know, and to live with anyone who's got narcissistic tendencies is, is absolutely exhausting because you don't get any of your needs met and your mind is completely in a fog with all the gaslighting and the confusion. So you begin to lose yourself, not find yourself, in a, in a relationship with someone who actually, you need to leave, you need to leave. So passion, dreams, finding out what you're good at, going back to remember what you liked about yourself, where you got excited about life, and noticing when anger comes up, uh, that it may be a signal to change something. So I hope that gives you a little bit of an answer. And I think actually you can probably resonate with all of those things. I think we are all primal beings who recognize a wake-up call. 
whether or not we choose to walk through that doorway into a new place is completely up to us. Sure, you could procrastinate your peace and happiness in favour of somebody else's approval or need of you for your entire life. It's up to you. The good news is that if you believe in reincarnation, well, you can say, well, I'll do it next life. It does mean I still have to go back and date Clive again in order to go back into the classroom and learn the lessons. So I think part of the quiet that we need to do, the the quietness in order to know ourselves, to take the time to be still, whether it is inner awareness and consciousness that you happen to be listening to as you walk through a supermarket or take the dog for a walk or sit at the traffic lights. It is to really notice what is coming up. Truth, truth is very clean. There's a, there's a, a, a clarity about truth. It doesn't mess around, yeah? Whereas drama is fluffy with full of subplots and characters and movies and unlikely endings and fluff and turmoil and secrecy and all of that crap. Truth is very clear. It's like, it is like a, um, a spear. You know, it's sharp, short, quick. It's a swift movement, truth. So when you get truth... That's often a sign that you're ready for the next step. The rest is up to courage. I think anyone can be brave. For me, bravery and courage are two different things. Courage requires more long-term endurance. And the only way we can, well, for me, the only way I got brave was that I used the anger to fuel me forward, to push me out of a door, to push me out of a door. Um, and then I needed the courage to continue to walk. And for me, I had to talk to myself. So it was almost as if I had an inner coach inside of me, as I believe we all do, an inner coach. It could be if you're anything like me, I'm stuck in the 70s, of course, where I oh, I was an adolescent. Um, I think of him with uh, great legs, you know, little white shorts and a whistle. Oh. Anyway, so there's an inner coach in there. And I think um, it's wise to listen to that inner coach because that will be a part that will be saying, OK, that's it. Out of the pool. That's it. You can't do any more with this situation. And at some point, I believe, uh, we listen to it. So what is your inner coach saying to you? If you gave yourself time to listen, if you stopped listening to the part of you that doesn't appreciate your worth, if you stop listening to the part that needs other people to show their approval, if you stop listening to the part that is all about the need for authority on the outside of you, and you actually took charge, what would that inner coach say? So thank you, Penny, for that really good question. I think we might go in and do a little bit of a hypno now based on that. So after our little interlude, let's begin, shall we? And you're going to find a place to sit down and relax. 
put the phone somewhere else. Maybe turn it to flight mode if you're not listening to this podcast on it. And um, let's go off and have a look, shall we? just before we go into the part two hypno sometimes it's better to actually have headphones on because there is very quiet background music that you may not hear uh, unless you actually have headphones or earphones in so if you would like to have that background music then go ahead and put those on as we get ready to go journeying So, why don't you just go ahead and take a breath and if you're sitting or lying, just go ahead and breathe. Breathe all the way down through to the toes. So let's begin, shall we? taking a breath and closing your eyes and if you have got something to lean back on a comfy chair perhaps you'd like to rest your neck against a wall or a cushion or you could also just lie down however your body wants you to just relax you're just kind of placing yourself in a comfortable position you don't really need to Think about having a body just for a while. So, and then stretch that breath all the way down through the body. When we give ourselves a chance to breathe, we move immediately into the present moment. The present moment is always calm. So regardless of any sounds around you, every sound you can hear, whether it's the sound of humans or nature, or just the sound of your breath, every sound around you will simply help you relax more into yourself, breathing that breath. And as you breathe down to the very tips of your toes, just breathing out anything that's ready just to be released, any busyness, clocks, traffic lights, schedules, breathing it all out as if right now there's no one more important than you. You might imagine this breath just illuminating, filling every part of you, every cell, every bone, every muscle, every tissue. Relaxing the body so it can sink more easily into the support that you've given it. And noticing the mind may also choose to simply relax as well, as if it's sitting in a wonderful rocking chair up there in the head. Just listening to the sound of my voice. 
almost as if I'm just reading it a bedtime story and that it will be able to simply listen and relax. So as the body continues to just get heavier and the mind rocks away up there, begin now to imagine yourself walking down a passage a well-lit passage somewhere inside your body. As if there was a part of you, very small, walking down a well-lit passage. Just trust your first impression of what that might feel like. You might feel your feet upon the carpet or wooden floor as you walk, or you may have a sudden sense of a scene, a, an idea of that passage. There's a door at the end and there may be doors on both sides, all doors that lead to rooms of wisdom and memories and things that you've stored. Right now, you are just walking down this passage, noticing it may feel familiar or just really safe because this is inside you. And we also welcome in your higher self, that part of you that is connected to who you are in this body, that part that may well be beyond this space called life, the part that sends you those deja vu moments to remind you that this could all be a dream. So just noticing yourself walk down this passage and the door at the end is where you're going. You might feel the muscles in your legs walk past some of the doors, noting that perhaps you might want to travel back and see what's inside some of these rooms sometime. But this is your space and no one else has permission to be here and you feel as if this is all for you, no one else. Today, going in search of the room in which the inner coach lives, the part of you that is trying very hard to move you forwards, the part that may at times really want to make you move faster or encourage you to let go. So walking towards that door, you can begin to get a sense that that is that room in which the inner coach lives, the part of you that is rooting for you, the part that has never been on anybody else's side, reaching the door and noticing just the detail of the door, whether you can see it or sense it or just get a feel of it, really just trusting your intuition. Your imagination is the bridge to your intuition. So if you can't immediately see that door, notice what it would look like if you could and then feeling your hand reach out and touch the handle and noticing the shape of the handle and the weight in your hand or the temperature as you open that door now and you can hear movement as if this is an, a room of activity, as if this coach may well have a team of people all trying to help you move forward. And you stroll in and they're now trusting your first impressions. What can you see? And then hearing a voice as if someone has noticed you come in and there's a feeling of welcome. Oh, there you are. There you are. 
I'm glad you're here. And you turn to look at this part of you and noticing what does this inner coach look like? What would be the sense of this inner coach? Sometimes you may notice the height of this inner coach or perhaps there's a gender or simply just a strong feeling of familiarity. As it gets closer and you see even more detail and you breathe and ah, noticing how long this particular inner coach has been with you on your team, your support team on the inside. A part of you who wants you to love yourself more. A part that wants you to notice who you are rather than who you should be. A part of you who really wants you to get happier, have more peace, better boundaries. And then as you stand there, you might imagine closing your eyes as you can feel this coach now, reach over and put an arm around your shoulders. And it feels quite strong, very matter-of-fact, warm but not sentimental. And into your mind's eye, into your ear, perhaps spoken out loud or not, you hear a sentence, some advice. What might you hear as that coach leans in, almost as if this coach can expect a response from you, a sense, a reason why you were in this room to begin with, almost as if you need to perhaps send that through to him if, or her if it's not received, but I think it is. What do I do? What is my step? What is my choice in this moment? And as you breathe, suddenly finding yourself standing on top of a mountain. Blue sky, the sight of an expansive landscape. Very peaceful, no wind. If you were to look down, you would see the feathers of birds outstretched flying beneath you. You're so high up and yet you feel so safe. Noticing you can see ever so far from here, almost as if you have climbed to the very peak of a high mountain. And there you are, not even breathless, standing there at the top of this mountain, looking out, feeling ever so serene and peaceful. And as you breathe in this rarefied oxygen up here, into this scenic space, in comes that sentence. This is what you do. Noticing, receiving the thought ever so easily. As if you can see the scene of the next step, hear the words, this is what you need to do. Go that way, choose this. Noticing, easily, allowing it in. 
as you stand there at the top of that mountain, feeling all of that space, of all of that truth of this moment. Breathing this feeling through your body and you know it's time. You know it's time ever so easily. Breathing as if this room, this coach, this moment on this mountain, this feeling of support within you is all the way down through your spine, it's in your heart, it's in your head, as if you know that you are ready. And as you stand there on the mountain, now breathing into that sense of courage that is there as well, courage, as if it's its own particular color in the body, just notice. What color springs to mind? What can you feel as if this is your color for courage? And as you breathe into that courage, noticing it feels quite natural as if actually you have been brave many times in this life. You have been brave, you know more of yourself than your mind might have you believe. And then with that sense of the coach's arm around your shoulder, finding your feet on the floor inside that room, the mountain and the strength and serenity of that leadership at the very top of that peak of that mountain and that rarefied air with that view, breathing that inside your heart now. Just allowing that breath inside to carry that mountain inwards to the calmest place within you. Ever so easily. Feeling that support around you as you feel that scene dissolve. That room with your support team member there. Having a sense of the passage my voice now returning you to this moment of breathing up through your entire body, that scene dissolving into colour, that feeling of that colour of courage in every cell, in every anchored spot within your body. Breathing that up, feeling that strength return to every breath, breathing up into the mind, that mind now that is beginning to colour itself with that colour, almost as if you know exactly what you need to do, exactly what your next step could look like, whether it is opening the heart, expanding, doing anything creative, leaving, saying no, saying yes, Whatever you need to do, it's there now, the truth within you. Sending thanks to all those who take care of you energetically, the ancestors, the loved ones and spirit, the guides, the coaches. And then breathe. As I count 
from one to three, easily bringing yourself back into this moment. My voice, just allowing now the body to one, breathe out through the throat, all the way up to the top of the head and just see a door at the top of the head just closing, sealing in that sense of self. And two, stretching that breath all the way down through the body, feeling that, that courage, that energy, really making space in here in this moment, in that body. And three, all the way down to the toes and there, wiggling the toes as the sounds around you, perhaps the sound of your breath or the sounds of nature or humans, draw you back to this moment in your life. A moment of holding that wisdom of that inner coach now as truth within your mind. And over the next few days, that truth getting clearer, that sentence forming even more powerfully and the action that comes with that thought. And then finally, just giving a, your body a stretch. Stretching, feeling that, ah, that space, that knowing that there's nothing better than having support, especially when it comes from inside you. And when you're ready, taking a breath and opening your eyes. Well, everybody, it was a delight to spend time with you. I look forward to receiving more questions through your voice messages on this podcast. Welcome and please share this. And I hope to chat with you about different things. I think we're all going to learn from each other in this. So thank you very much. Please share it and uh, let's grow this, shall we? All right. So have a very powerful week. And congratulations on, with every breath, getting to know your next step. So yes, thank you, Penny, for that question. Thank you very much. And I look forward to spending time with you next time on Lucy's Hypno Happy Hour. Thank you so much. Bye.